Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solison. With me again is my friend that I get barefoot and stop grapes with on any day of the week. It's DC's elixir mixer himself, Dwayne Sylvester. I'm ready okay. to stomp on those grapes. Hey, Louise. <laughs> Feather, you stomp the grapes in my toes. <laughs> we need a big enough vat. Big vat. A big ass vat. <laughs> <laughs> Will you go on a journey with me? Okay, I'm game. I'll go. Okay. So I want to call this journey History According to the Wino. Are you history, ready? According to Ned the Wino. <laughs> so here we go. So as early as 7,000 BC, ancient tribes from um, the Yellow River Valley of China, they actually, they were making uh, fermented rice, honey, and fruit wine. And to keep their wine, they stored it in earthenware jars. Pretty genius, huh? I don't know about genius putting <laughs> old stuff in a jug. And why was that river yellow anyway? I think it still is, but you know, you drink a lot of wine, those things happen. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna keep talking about the innovation because it didn't stop there, oh no. So winemaking facilities dating back to 4000 BC have actually been discovered in Armenia, Israel, Georgia, and Iran. Um, and they were uh, making their wine and storing it in large submerged um, earthenware vessels. And they actually still do this and use this technique in Georgia. And that's not Georgia in here. It's Georgia there. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, so like not Atlanta? What do you not think? Not Atlanta. What do you think? I'm stupid? <laughs> Absolutely not. You're way smarter than me. So, um, and you know, I got to absolutely love the ancient Egyptians because they actually found a way to have their wine to go. Um, we know that the Egyptians were transporting their wine in goatskins as early as 1600 BC. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd much rather have my wine poured from a bottle than a goatskin. But, you know, a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. I mean, goatskin, lambskin, I mean, sometimes it just makes it better. <laughs> Always makes it safer. Uh, <laughs> so, clean this up, still speaking of the Egyptians. Did you know that Cleopatra's favorite wine was Muscat of Alexandria? And this style of wine, which I'm sure you know, is still being made in modern day Greece. And, but we refer to it now as Moscato, um, which is a wine that I have yet to truly appreciate, I don't think. Um, well, let me tell I you. I think I'm there with it. I... But my wife will add a teaspoon of sugar to her Moscato and, in, and enjoy it. So I, I know where you are with it, but I certainly have seen some of the uh, deliciousness that can be achieved from that sugar in a glass. Well, you know, she obviously likes it sweet because she married you. Hey. <laughs> but, you know, I would never pass up a, a glass of Moscato with your wife or with Cleopatra. You know? So. Not, in the, not in the same room. Can you imagine the fight? I mean, the three of you fighting over who I serve first? Uh, I couldn't deal with oh, it. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I know I would not be first in that lineup. Um, <laughs> but 
let's end this uh, little history, shall we? And why don't we just make a little bit of our own? And let's uh, just jump jump in and uh, invite back to the show my very dear friend and wine aficionado, Dustin Laura of Brute Champagne and Wine Bar. Welcome back, Dustin. Hi, Louise. Thanks for having me live from my kitchen. Yes. <laughs> I, you know what? I I can't believe you always want to bring someone in that's smarter than me, no matter what we're talking about. Oh, it's, it's supposed to make our jobs easier. Don't you oh, understand? Yeah. It makes our, oh, yeah. our jobs easier, Dwayne. Just make get it, give it all the pressure on Dustin. All we have to do is sit back and drink. Okay. Right. I mean, okay. uh, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in doing what you do, and I appreciate that. You know, if you're an attorney, guess what? I'm going to call you first if I have legal yeah. issues. I'm not going to try to solve it myself. Guess what? But I do mean wine, the next time so you, you call me, the, yeah. The next time you're arrested, don't call me, you mean? <laughs> That's true. I won't call you. <laughs> anyway, thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure to be here. No, thanks. No, thanks again for coming back and helping our listeners figure out what to pop open for the holidays. You know, kind of weird holidays, but nonetheless, you know, it's important that um, we at least drink what we like, right? More reason to drink. Oh, absolutely. 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 Um, there's so many options, um, but I need to open that bottle of uh, Guy Mandier Grand Cru. Um, so I need to step away from here. All right. Just so everyone knows, you go, Cut. you step away so back. we can jump right in here. Wait, can so you say that again though? He said, Guy Le Mandier Grand Cru. Guy Le Grand Cru. I mean, he even sounds better than I do. I don't understand it. Yep. We're coming here. So our listeners know we are here in Dustin's beautiful little wine bar in Old Town, Alexandria. And we're having some really fun tech issues. COVID is like loads of fun. Wait, is this Virginia? It is Virginia. I don't I don't have my passport. Lovely sound. Listen, my passport isn't valid. Well, thank you, sir. You gonna have a few bubbles with this, Dwayne? To visit Virginia, sure. There we go. Guy de l'Omnion Rancou. <laughs> you know the French. It is bubbly. It is dry. It is mm, ar- aromatic. Guy Le Mandier Grand Cru from Virtus in France. But of but of course, I I am French. So yes. Tell us what we're drinking. So thanks for having me again uh, this year. Um, so a really um, good trend that's coming out. Um, I don't want to say it's trendy um, for uh, a lot of wine people that are in the industry or that like good wine as a zero dosage. Um, so you save on calories. Um, sugar is added typically after the circuit, after the, before the second fermentation in champagne. Um, but a trend we're seeing and what is actually wonderful in these zero dosage wines is that there's no manipulation needed because they're just so damn good by themselves. They don't need to manipulate anything. So this is one we have. It's uh, from, from Guy Lamandier. You know, if you're from D.C., you'd be Guy Lamandier. But um, we are Guy, <laughs> Guy Lamandier from Cremant uh, by um, Auger in France. Uh, and this is a, a zero the dosage, so no sugar added. Blanc de Blanc. It's 100% Chardonnay. Um, it's a really wonderful wine. It's and again, it's a grower champagne. Uh, so it's like the farmer and his wife and the two children uh, run the whole process. Well, the, fa- the Guy passed away. Um, annual production is um, around ninety thousand bottles a year. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's it's run. You know, it's family run. It's you know a grower champagne again. So it's you know support the little guy. Um, and it's so typically, uh, so this is Chardonnay. Um, and in the nose, you get some really nice golden apples, apples and cream. 
Uh, but it is uh, beautifully brioche and uh, you know floral. This is um, this. it's it's quite different though. I mean, it's not. Uh, it, I don't know that it's. Uh, but it's beautiful. It's but it's not. Um, it's not what I expected at all. But I find mean it. Anything, right? I find it pretty, pretty brioche, and I get um apples and apples and cream, cream and apples and <laughs> absolutely. It's <laughs> exactly what I get too. Well, it's got a little pungent minerality in, in there, and it's just delicious, just delicious juice. There's no need to be manipulated with the sugar, so I really like that. And also, you know, there's zero, there's zero um, dosages and the low dosage, um, you'll save calories. So it's great, great for around so the holidays. I'm going to need you to pour me a, more. I'm going to need you to pour me a, another dosage in my glass. Because <laughs> I've already finished dosage I, there. I finished the first dosage you gave me, so I'm ready for another dosage. Oh, let me just clear oh. that back. Let me back up a little bit. I didn't say. Dosage or dosage in American English um, is exactly that. It's an injection of sugar and wine back into the bottle before sec- second fermentation. Um, you know, coined in France for for champagne making. You know, if in America you say dosage, it sounds better in French. Oh, I thought you were saying. <laughs> I thought the dosage was the serving, and I thought you were cutting me off saying I get oh, zero dosage. That's a dosage too. <laughs> dosage <laughs> for the day. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So when would you serve this? Doesn't this like when everyone just comes in and sits down? Do you like this? Yeah, I mean, it's super fresh and yeah, super fresh. Maybe with some cheeses hanging out, um, pre-gaming before dinner or just hanging out. I don't know. This wine's delicious and it's um, dry and apple and wonderful. Yeah, the apple on the finish for me, that's where it really comes. It's pronounced for me. And I really like the minerality. You know, I like the I love the minerality on this in the end, too. It's so clean. It's 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 quite crisp. And bright. Yep. I, I don't know if that's minerality or, or what it is, but it's... Um, it's bright and fresh and mineral. Yeah, it's great. It almost so. sm- smells like rocks, too. Totally. I, I always say I like my uh, anything that's not red. Or actually, anything. That, I like my wine so so much with so much mineral that it might chip a tooth. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know what I was going to say with that. That's okay. <laughs> like, this is Sorry. shellfish... So this is what- this is shellfish clean for me. Yeah. This is the acid's right. It's bright. Would you recommend this Oy- with oysters? It, oysters, sorry, right, yeah, de- definitely. This is, I mean, yeah, a little bit of salt with this would be. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, foie gras, mousse, brioche, delicious, absolutely. So, like, it cut, it's really nice with something like fatty, right? Is that what you guys sure. are saying? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Nice. Yes, it's nice to drink so- with me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Don't so laugh too hard. Of, uh, holiday dinners. What are we guys doing this year? Since we are all, you know, just doing it safe. We got a little little ways to go. We're gonna get there. But how are you guys handling the holidays this year? I'm cooking as I know if, that I have cooking as if people yeah. cooking as if everyone is still coming. Uh yeah. and worry about leftovers and whatever the next day. I swear for for Thanksgiving. For some reason, I let my wife talk me into frying two turkeys, and we cooked everything as normal. And I swear, from people just driving by to pick up care packages on their way, and just how we didn't cook or this or that, it was the best because we no one came in. We didn't we didn't have the fellowship around the table, but we still fed yeah. the masses. And I, for me, that was just amazing. And I was so upset with myself because I was like. What the fuck are we cooking all this for? <laughs> 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 I 
for me for Thanksgiving, um, I took like I was cooking for the masses because certain foods, I don't know how you cook for two. It was just Dave and I. So how do you make stuffing for two? It's and you know, I have to have my roasted chestnut stuffing. Um, so uh, yeah, but leftovers are great. Do you have any Stitch more? Great. We, I know you did a spam mold this year. Do you have any more of that leftover? <laughs> the, I, no, no, I know. I'm Friendsgiving. We talked about that spam mold. I, you know who, actually, you know who knows how to make spam or work with spam better than even I do is Dustin. Dwayne Dustin is actually from Hawaii. He's like homegrown. <laughs> he's a, he's a local, local island boy. Wait, yep. so, so he's legit and you are Haole? I am not how I, I no I'm not Howley. You're not Howley, um, yeah. No, no, but uh, he is legit. Yeah, he he's he's uh, I am by uh, by association. He is by birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know what I for thanks for you know I I canceled Thanksgiving and Christmas with my mother who lives in Southern Virginia. Oh no! And I ended up going to my friend's house uh, restaurant randomly on Thanksgiving Day. Um, we had 33 birds. He was deep frying, so we sat in the parking lot and drank beer all day long. It was amazing. Did it was 70 degrees. Did yes, you say, that's how many a great birds day. Did you, did 30, you cook? 33, 33 bird, birds. And sold every last uh, one of them, damn it. Amen to that. Fried, fried, fried birds. Yeah. <laughs> 33. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really, wonderful. Yeah, it was really interesting to see, you know, our, you know, we know our restaurants are, are hurting and, you know, food and beverage industry is working really hard to keep their heads above water. I thought it was really interesting to see so many of the neighborhood restaurants, um, Pivoting, I know we're overusing that word these days, but um, making dinner um, dinners to go. And the restaurant yep. doors that I've known that have done it were so thankful, obviously, and surprised. Like one of the smaller restaurants, uh, they sold 190 um, uh, Thanksgiving dinners. Yeah, 190. That's more covers than they could have ever done in a day. Um, but it's really great to hear. And I know that there's another restaurant they sold 125. Again, that would probably about be their covers for the day. But it's just um, the ingenuity or the innovation that's coming. Um, it's great to see, at least. I mean, it's it truly is, I think, amazing. And just piggybacking off the, the, the problem I said at the beginning, you, know, you can't cook for small amounts, but the restaurants absolutely can. You know, and why not yeah. let someone cook for you for the holidays and and support an industry that supported us for so long and continues to support us with meals on demand? I'm a, I am blown away with what the restaurants have been able to accomplish in the D.C. and surrounding area. Absolutely. I'm sure I'm sure if you look at your local restaurants, wherever you are, because, um, you know, our, our, we have international listeners um, wherever <laughs> they are. I'm sure they can find their local <laughs> restaurants. We do. We do. I have we have people in Poland and Portugal and Australia. Um, Hawaii. Great to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah and Hawaii. Hawaii, of course. Absolutely. Uh, but you know, support your local restaurants. I mean, the, the, the restaurants I were talking about, were talk, I was talking about, were not restaurants that you would necessarily think to get to go, um, but they they were um, creating amazing meals and that you can, you know, you're, you're not slaving all day and their price points are right on. So, I mean, just check out your local restaurants and bet you they're doing something and you may be your Christmas Eve dinner or even your Thanksgiving, or I mean, your, uh, your Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, who knows, or even New Year's. Just keep drinking. That's my motto. <laughs> yeah, and and speaking of, speaking in that in that same space, Dustin. I mean, honestly, 
I know that that you're working really hard and you're seeing you know some success but supporting our small uh, wine bars absolutely instead of going to the big package um, liquor stores walk down the block I mean it's easy then you can walk home with it get a drink stumble home with your bottles <laughs> oh yeah so yeah with with the with the pandemic we had to do a lot of uh, changing up of things immediately. Um, all the things that were on my to-do list um, that I never got to do, I actually was forced to do um, to stay afloat. So I think that we 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 did a great job. Um, we did dinners to go, delivery wine boxes to go, delivery uh, couch wines. I did, yeah. It, it was just I did a lot of different things that were. It was kind of fun, but pandemic is not fun. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, but you do have the, some of the best. Uh, I never thought that I would beg you to pour me a glass of wine while sitting in the gutter, but I'm happy that you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's happy to, have, Speak- happy to have you all. That is, um, so that is an amazing of- perspective. You're right. We're all eating in the gutter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And we're so happy for it. I mean, here here in the D.C. area, we're having pretty, uh, we, I mean, today's a little crisp, but we've had some, you know, not too bad weather. We can't, you know, nice seasons. Yeah, we've been, we've been really been fortunate, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so to so. that, I say, let's have another glass, shall we? Oh, yeah. Well, let me go back to this cremant. Okay. So it's a, uh, it's a, a grower champagne, means like the farmer and his wife, family operated. Um, and they typically um, are, are less, they cost less than your standard uh, huge champagne house that's mass produced. So anyway, look, look for those uh, grower champagnes and do- low dosage. Um, so secondly, Absolutely. I brought, last year we did the Union Sacre uh, Gewurztraminer. And I really like this um, um, brand, uh, Union Sacre from Santa Barbara County, California. Um, so yeah. this year we're doing the 2019 Elsace Dry Riesling from Union Sacre. Um, it's a dry cabinet style. Uh, that's, uh, but let's just go ahead and taste it. Let's do it. Give it a whirl in the glass. In your nose. Oh, Open there it is, up. yeah. Roll it in the glass. I think the temperature's perfect right now. Um, Dwayne, if it's a little cool, just cup it. Okay. Um, so you get like- your nose in the oh glass. Oh my gosh, the nose is... <sighs> Yeah, beautiful, right? Yeah. I think you, there's like pear, citrus, oh. Granny Smith apples. Wait a minute, I get I get pear? Yeah, you get pear, that's pear. There's some- uh, You smell it. Apples. Granny Smith apples. Maybe a little switchers. Yeah. No, this is really creamy that, too on the nose. I mean, there's- there's Creamy too, yeah, right? Low vanilla lilies in there too, right? My goodness. It smells like lily, lilies, yeah. So it's a dry Riesling, it's a uh, cabinet style. And it's like semi-sweet and there's like some good crisp acidity. But this is a really delicious uh, style and type of wine that you can uh, just pop open um, having with dinner or light appetizers or just like non, you know. This seems like a wine that you could, I mean, I you know, you could eat almost anything with this. Like mm-hmm. this is like a, this is like your best friend. Like you, like yeah. just the easygoing, always like, you know, this is a good go-to. This is so thick and yeah. buttery. Like I... I would have misread this. <laughs> I would not have read this as uh, as Riesling at all. Like I might have. Yeah. Th- Rieslings don't see any malolactic secondary fermentation do that. I mean, this is. No. This is this, this is, is rich. Two thousand nineteen. Um. Yeah, it does get rich in the mouth, but it's it is lean. It's dry. It's a dry Riesling. It's twelve point four percent. 
Alcohol. I think for a Riesling, I'm surprised. Like it's unex- again, this is something you poured that I didn't quite expect. I have a, I'm, you know, I, I lived in Germany. I, again, another wine that I didn't have a great appreciation for, maybe because of um, my lack of knowledge and lack of exposure, maybe to like really good Riesling. Um, so the, uh, this is for me, very different than what I had anticipated just by you saying, oh, we're going to have a Riesling. Um, it's really, really lovely. It is dry, but I, I think to your point, um, Dwayne, it, it feel, it's, um, it, it's it's there. It's not that it, it's not shy. She's she's definitely there. She lets you know. Nice mouthfeel. I really enjoy this. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's old vine and sun filtered, 100% uh, destemmed. Skin contact is 18 hours. So, but in the, well, even smell it. In the glass after you after the glass is gone, you can smell it. It's like oh, I don't want to get there. I want to just have more wine in it. <laughs> oh. Without the wine, really it takes on a little bit more, a little bit more floral characteristic. Yes. These white flowers. See, I, I can talk. Yeah. I can talk the talk. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> I know. I got you. I see you. The white lilies up in there. No, this is um. <laughs> I I don't like this wine because I would drink the whole bottle and then look for the next bottle. Yeah, well, hold on to your hats. We got a Pomerol coming. <laughs> <laughs> so again, this that was really the, nice, though. the Riesling was uh, is uh, Union Sacre 2019 Elsass from um, Union Sacre, uh, Santa Barbara County, uh, kick on ranch vineyard. And it's delicious. It ranges in price around twenty five dollars. Oh, not Wait. bad at all. Is this yeah. a is this a harder to find wine, Dustin? Do you think it's a little? Do you have to do a little a little uh, effort, uh, maybe a little more effort to find it? Well, I would say look for it in your finer wine shops, um, not at Safeway Vons, not at well, <laughs> you know. So wait, you Costco. were saying you say Longs? <laughs> you were saying Alsace, but Alsace is the name. Alsace. It's, it's Alsace. not the region. Correct, Alsace, and that's a play on the French vernacular. So, well, who doesn't something new every day too, right? French. Wow, you always got to make people. make fun of the French. Those damn well, yeah, French. They make, well, they make fun of us, so hey. But what? well, we also give them a lot of reasons. That's because we're funny. These days. <laughs> we're funny. <laughs> I am blown away. Thank you so much for bringing this. Yeah, it's a delicious today. bottle. Yeah, hide it, hide it from a, your wife. Would your wife like this? No, absolutely Dwayne, not. This be something. Absolutely not. To worry. It's too dry. For her. Oh. Yeah, she loves see, it. this yeah. would be right up Dave. I think Dave would really like this, Dustin, don't you think? I think he would really. Oh, of really, course. His- so your your wife would like either Spetleza or Ausleza. Yeah, uh, she's. Uh, uh, Riesling, yeah, she would be up there. She's Baron Trocken Ausleza. Ausleza. Baron Trocken Ausleza. As many syllables yeah. as you can give her, she's in that. Like. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, hey, she knows. Hey, and that's the that's the whole thing. You know what you like, and that's perfectly fine. No, it's not fine when I you always, take when you go out with your wife to a restaurant for dinner, and she's looking at the dessert wine menu and ordering a triple because they only pour it in two ounces. That shit gets expensive. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, I don't know. You know, you um, hey, it's mine. Mama wants to drink what Mama wants to drink. That's right. And you know, I always say you know, it's funny. It's like with the show, and I say this quite often. People ask me, I get like as if I'm I'm you, Dwayne, or Gina, or even Dustin, I get people who ask me, you know, what should I drink with this? I'm serving that. And um, of course, I get to hang out with you guys. So I, I like to think that I'm, you know, at least picking up some of it three years into it, you think some of it might stick. Um, but uh, 
it's uh i always say you know you just you know drink what you like because the last time i checked you have one liver (laughs) (laughs) you you know if you don't if you don't like whiskey don't drink whiskey if you don't like tequila don't drink tequila i'm not going to try to convince you my point is just drink what you really now i would say there's a lot to learn and stay open and you're going to be like i'm not a big fan of rieslings but i really didn't but dustin just introduced me something i really really enjoy i think Um, wine is too broad to say you Wine is too broad and there's too much variation for me to say I don't like anything. Oh, I know, right? Based on the, sure, yeah. sure. You know what it is? Super I've never found a Riesling I liked is what it is. is can't what it boiled can't say that today. anymore. I know. And I'm glad. That's a good one. I'm glad. There was a Cajun chef by the name of Justin Wilson. He had a cooking show. You got to be like 100 mm-hmm. years old like me. But he always used to cook with wine. He'd pour himself a glass of wine. And people would ask. He'd say, people would always ask me, do you stand... What type of line, what type of wine you cook with? Should I cook with? He said, the kind of wine you like. <laughs> Sorry, that's just. And which uh, has no, always stuck you with brought me. that up before, and Janice corrected me because I wasn't, I couldn't remember. We've had his uh, nephew on the show, his distant relative. Um, we had uh, David. Uh, uh, he he has a gross. Guas on the show. He's a chef here in DC, and he has a and he brought up that whole thing. He's a it was his uncle or great uncle or some, cousin twice removed. I don't know something like that. Was that he's um, related but, to David Guas? Is related to him? Yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, his, wow. It was. Yeah, and he was actually the man. He went to him when he wanted to go to culinary school, and um, either his mother or his grandmother was really not. They, they wanted him to go to like proper college, not not you know you don't go to school. And you know, and he's a little bit older, so he didn't go to school necessarily to be a chef. wasn't something that was common, and uh, so she wanted him to talk him out of it, and he actually talked him into it, which was good. And actually, really, what he did is he gave talked his grandmother his mother into it really he's boiled down to but yeah he shared that story on the show so he's, so Dustin that says that that you don't listen to every episode hmm we need hmm. to talk I, I know <laughs> I used to work with him actually David Guas he's talented he's very talented yeah he's he's fun he's he was a really yeah. great guest so all right I'll have to listen to that episode that's the only one I missed uh-huh <laughs> oh okay so me. I like it that way so, on to the red we I brought today. Chateau du Valois. Say that again. Bois, oh, bois, bois. Chateau, Chateau du Valois. I like it my way, but I like oh, the, the, the bois, bois, bois. Bois, bois, bois. That's like, so, it sounds like uh, Aladdin. Prince Ali. <laughs> yes. Du, 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 bois, bois. Chateau, bois, bois. <laughs> 2015 Pomerol. Um, oh my Bordeaux. god! And because it's Pomerol, it's a Merlot-based, seventy-seven uh, percent Merlot, um, Cab Franc and Cabernet Sauvignon. A little bit of Malbec in for fun, but um, yeah, this one's definitely right up my alley. This is something that I would order all day long. So the reason why I picked this one is because um, you know around Christmas or holidays, um, I think of like spiced things and plum things and hams and turkeys and ducks so that's exactly what you get (laughs) with this with this pomerol um you get plums there's plums and spice and everything nice bursting with blackberries i get clove um you do exactly it's 100 percent oak you get some oak and some cedar um it's rich and it's soft tannins and plummy and just really wonderful it's like sugar plum berries. 
Exactly. Mm. This is really wonderful. I could drink, literally drink this all day. It's um, it's not, uh, it's mm. not juice in a, in a glass. It's not so fruit forward for me. And every time I order a wine with Dustin, he usually fly, he, he, he basically steers a ship. He's like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Something that's earthy and not too fruit forward. And nah. I have never, I never know what's coming in my glass. And this is right up. The oak mouth. is, the oak is great on this. And it's just, um, I need food balanced. with this. Very balanced. It's a f- fresh and then like lingering, like nice lingering fruits, ripe fruits. This so is. You would serve this with. I need oh, food. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Duck. Where's Damn. the spam mold? We'll send you did one. Did your, did you, Dustin? Did your family ever make spam? Was it part of holidays for you? Spam isn't everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> but there, with it, but there was a dish at Christmas that was spam. Based. Sure. Why not? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean. I never thought about it, but every holiday, like it's don't take like away my mi- style. Don't take away my microaggressions. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't my know. spam it's, is pretty damn good. It's my spam jealousy. No, I'm not familiar it, enough with it. So here's the crazy thing. So when living in Hawaii, doing when I went into the grocery store to the Safeway, of course, there's types of spam that I didn't know existed. It's it's not just like a small section of the shelves. It's a massive part of the shelves, and it's from floor the to whole ceiling, section. like floor, the whole section. And it's different types of spam, like different flavors in the spam. But is it, that I is it have, only like, spam brand, or is there like another local sweetheart no. that also just one, is just one of this potted meat that's delicious, like the better the improved spam? I think if there were one, it wouldn't last. What do you think, uh, uh, Dustin? You would know better than I. I. I've never seen anything other than spam. No, the only th- other thing that comes close is that deviled ham thing and the little with the little devil yeah. on it. With that was what my father ate with the little paper that wraps around yeah. the can. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It does, yeah, it, but yeah, it's, it, it's different flavors, things that I've never seen here in, on the mainland. But yeah. But yeah, for every holiday or Sunday get together, family like it's usually it's always like a potluck, and so there's always either um, pancit which is a Filipino um, noodle dish. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always lumpia, and there's always something with Spam in it. Fried, Spam fried rice. Ooh, Spam. spam in the morning. What about a Spam lumpia? Spam that would be bad. Spam. That would be delicious. That spam lumpia? lumpia? That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, when I go back to back home to visit, I just, like, I forget. I just drive down the street, and I go to 7-Eleven, pick up some Spam masubi, and just, like, chill. <laughs> Yeah, I just had explained that recently on our friends giving Dwayne was and we were talking about uh, it brought up spam musubi and I'm like, no, you just really you honestly just get it at 7-Eleven. And 7-Eleven. Like, what, what is this? And I'm like, uh, it's spam on a little rice, uh, piece sauce. of uh, sticky <laughs> yeah. rice with some nori. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was telling that so, to someone so it's like a the, bag the of chips. Craze is going. Oh, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> like a poke, the, the poke craze is going on here in the mainland now. It's like crazy, like. All this stuff in poke that you would never ever dream of putting in poke. Yeah. Um, you go to Safeway and you get your poke. You get to, they make yeah. it at Safeway and you buy it by the court. Yep, yep, yep. You don't have to get yeah. fancy. Just get it at Safeway. Although I will say, um, Nick's uh, poke is still really one of my favorites. Have oh. you gone to Nick's in the Wharf? No, I haven't. Oh, you have to go next time. You need to go. Sorry, Dwayne. Nick's when downtown? you go to okay, uh, Nick's Nick's down in the Wharf, down in uh, the working side of the Wharf. Um, 
it's really great. It's a beautiful space. And when it first started, it was just a little hole in the wall. But the thing is, is that his uh, father-in-law is the head of the fisheries. So Nick gets all the best fish on the on the island is what it boils down to. So definitely worth your trip. So oh, what if you're in Honolulu, sorry. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I know exactly that restaurant. It's been there since like the 80s. My father used to go there dressed like Don Johnson. Nick's. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm ready to go down to Captain White's and say, yo, where's where's the uh where's the uh the poke? poke? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you can find it on uh, I'm sure you can get some poke uh, somewhere on the DC wharf now with it. It's all different and changed and um, yeah, for like twenty seven dollars probably. Um exactly. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't call that the so I I still call the wharf the wharf and then the rest of that is um I don't know. I don't know what you call the rest of it. The new, all the, mm. well, you know, you know, change is hard from a, for some of us, well, especially when we get older. But you know, but we have, I no, what I mean is that we have that historic, the historic area where you can still go down there and get uh, yeah. fish at a reasonable price. Um, yes. Or even cook to order fish or, or, or plates of lunch for, at a fair price right across the street from, you know, some very fancy upscale yes. restaurants that have higher prices. Yeah, yeah. Well, $40, yes. $40, right? <laughs> yes. But it also is the price of real estate is crazy, right? So, right. yeah. But you're right. You're right. We de- it, it, Progress is great, but we, we don't want to lose. Uh, I can sit down for a half dozen oysters for $26, or I can go down across the way and get a plate of uh, chingatiques for, you know, what, eight bucks? Yeah. <laughs> it's just about what experience you want. Because I'm they're not gonna serve me a fine glass of uh Als- Alsace wine with it. So you know I love I just like to see you drinking wine. I know it's you know, yeah. I like seeing you do that. Yeah. So I'm glad you didn't ch- tell Dustin what I said. Dustin, I hate wine. <laughs> Unless I'm eating food. I believe that wine should be enjoyed with food. I'm not going to sit. I'd rather drink cocktails, beer. If I'm just going to sit down and say have a drink, if you pour if you pour me a glass and it's really good or something light, like if you're going to bring me a, a white and it's refreshing and fits the meat, I'm, I, but I'm still going to crave something to eat with that wine. Whereas a cocktail, I, I don't necessarily look for food, but wine needs food for me, and it just makes the whole experience of the wine and the food so much better. Call me. Oh, I get it. I understand that totally. So, you know, actually, I'm a little bit, um, I, I enjoy a cocktail, obviously. I definitely enjoy oh, yeah, my cocktail. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, but when I go to eat, I want wine. So it's, it's similar, similar, but I, I don't, uh, but I'll drink wine anytime. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first thing I get when I sit down at dinner, I get a cocktail. I'll probably have two cocktails first, then some wine with dinner, then a cocktail after or aperitif or something to finish or some finishing digestif or something. I go the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. Why not? Live life. Live life. We only get one yeah. last time I checked. One liver too. Right. Check again. Do you know what I think what time it is? Do you know what time it is, Dwayne? I'm going to tell you what I think it's time for. Because you're talking about after dinner and before dinner. And I got to tell you, when it comes for wine mm. and cocktails with me, if I have, if, if anyone brought me a bottle of the uh, Chateau de Sardebout de Bout, sparkling wine before before a meal i drink sparkling wine and i think that champagne is a celebration or if you're a champagne drinker you drink champagne but there's a lot of people out that are drinking sparkling wine sparkling wine or looking for something 
to start their evening. A lot of people will see in this country we have happy hour, which is kind of like the end of the day. But the Italians, the Italians start their evening. So that they have a, instead of having a happy hour, they have this aperitivo hour, which like kind of opens the evening or starts the evening. And for me, the signature, and I always talk about Aperol Spritz, Aperol Spritz, Aperol Spritz, and I don't want to talk about that today, but I have to because we're talking about starting the meal. And the best way to start the evening, start anything going out, is with an Aperol Spritz. And I keep going out, and there's so many people that have heard about it or wanted to try it, but just don't want, just don't make it correctly. So I'm going to show you guys how to make it correctly. And I saw this cute little acronym that they have for building a, an Aperol Spritz. Let me finish my wine first. So, you know, you get, everyone's drinking, a lot of people are drinking at home now, and if you're, like I said, if you're drinking champagne, please drink your champagne. But if you're just a bubbles everyday person, you have that Prosecco, you have someone come over and you don't know what to serve, or you're, like I said, you're about to start your evening, this acronym P-A-S-S, -S, and it really is pretty simple. You, it's equal parts, the recipe is equal parts of Prosecco. So you talk about, a, depending on your glass, about an ounce to ounce and a half of Prosecco. And then your A is, what happened? I opened my Prosecco. I was just happy to see you, that's what it is. A is for, a is for Aperol. So you go from your Prosecco to Aperol in equal measures. Then you need a splash of soda or as much soda as you want, first, honestly. Huh? And then a slice of orange. And then you have, you can't mess this drink up unless you mess the drink up. You don't even need to stir it. If you start, if you start with ice and add your Prosecco first, then your Aperol soda slice. Say it with me, P-A-S-S. -S. Louise, did you get that? I got it. I'm making right over here. Making one just for um, dust or for Dustin. Okay. Well, you while like you make yours, orange, I'm going to sip on mine. Do you like an orange wheel or orange rind? What do you suggest? A wet slice. Okay. Slice. See, you weren't listening. Prosecco Aperol Soda Slice. Oh. You cannot forget it. It tastes very nice. <laughs> but. If you don't write it down, I wonder where they might be able to find that recipe, Louise. I uh, think I can... Um, okay. I can tell you where they would go. They would go to designateddrinker.show. Wait, what was that address? Wait, 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 wait. You think it? You think that they can find the recipe at designateddrinker.show? They're going to find that at designateddrinker.show. Okay. I'm going to go look at designateddrinker.show. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Salute. Cheers. But I'm going to speed right into the next one. Do you mind? Go right ahead. What else are you going to serve up tonight? Because we get because we're talking about people that are drinking that have wine at home, and some people end up with wine the next day, and it's just a little bit. Or maybe you plan to drink your your bubbles the next day, and you didn't get to them, so now you have two day old wine that's or, or sparkling wine that's been in your refrigerator. You don't really have a wine cap for it. It's a little. It's still a bit effervescent, but it's not where you would normally want it to be. What do we do if we have bubbles left over? We don't finish our bottle tonight and, and we can't even get to it tomorrow night. So we had this bottle, we had two glasses, it's sitting in the refrigerator. There is a way to refresh that day old or two day old wine 
in the form of a cocktail. And you can do it with, with ice or without ice. And it involves a bit of dosage, if you will. Okay. <laughs> it's simply a sugar cube or a half of a bar spoon of sugar and just a touch of bitters, Angostura bitters. Sometimes people soak the sugar cube. You put that shit on everything, Dwayne. Yes, I do. Well, you know, that's my, <laughs> my Trini influence. But I didn't make this one up. This is a, it's classically called a champagne cocktail. And what it does is it takes that older wine and gives it new points of, is it points of nucleation? I don't know. Little points for the, the bubbles to grab onto and it'll make it effervescent again. It's so all of a sudden you have a flavorful, again, bubbly, and not overly sweet because the sugar stays at the bottom of the glass and just helps to kick up those bubbles. So now you have a, a champagne, or sorry, a sparkling wine refresh. Oh, interesting. That you can enjoy still throughout. I mean, this is perfect for an afternoon. Uh, if, if you don't have any citrus and you, you, you know, you're not making that French 75 or whatever else you want to go to, but this, just keep that wine going. And people think, oh my God, it's going to be too sweet. Still, again, with the sugar cube, the sugar cube stays at the bottom of the glass and with the bitters and the bubbles react with the sugar cube and start it starts to re-kick up that effervescence and it's quite enjoyable. Long, and the, I'm the sure short, those bitters, and the, that bitters just kind of balances out whatever sugar might come through. Is that kind of the idea? Um, the, the sugar kind of just dissolves in the book. You'll finish the wine before you get to the yeah. sugar. So do you care what, do you have a suggestion on whether it be sugar in the raw? Are you talking about brown sugar? Can you use any sugar? So It'll work sugar? with any sugar. Other if you're than gonna confectionery sugar. It, yeah. <laughs> um, the more granular the sugar, the, the sweeter it will be because you have more surface area and direct contact. But if you can get a domino sugar cube, that's almost the perfect thing. But how many people have domino sugar cubes laying around the house? I just happen to have some, <laughs> but yeah, the champagne cocktail is a great way to, uh, to use and, and give that champagne or sparkling wines, such an American, we call anything with bubbles champagne, right? Uh, sure. sure. Just, and, and it's mm. a, an entire region. It's yeah. only a region. Oh yeah. <laughs> your no, no, no. Your sparkling, oh, wow. I mean, we're calling, we got Alsace, so why not Champagne or something like that, right? <laughs> What was it, Rob Lowe and um, what was Rob Lowe in that movie with? Uh, he totally like laid down the law. He said champagne is only made in Champagne. Champagne can only be from Champagne in France. And so many people who've watched that have like that's the only thing they know from that about Champagne. <laughs> but at least they know it. <laughs> it's not Champagne is not all sparkling wine, which is hilarious. All right, guys. Uh, so again, where are they going to go get these recipes, Dwayne? I don't know, but they should. They should probably check the designated drinker jot show. I found some cool stuff over there, so I. That's where I'd start. <laughs> so uh, on that note, I say cheers to you both. Dustin, thank you for helping us figure out what we're going to pour for our holidays um, and introducing. Uh, Dwayne and I to a type of Riesling that we didn't even know existed. So that's wonderful. That's Alsace. I'm a drink Alsace. There you go. There you Who's go. Who's ass? Alsace. 
I don't know where we're going, so we're going to just pull the cord on this one. Um, love you guys both. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to everyone, all of our listeners. And again, um, look forward to 2021 and life being good again. And don't worry, it's all going to pass. <laughs> Happy holidays. Take care, everyone. guys. Happy holidays. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Missing Link is a proud partner of Hearing Charities of America, a nonprofit organization that supports those who are deaf or hard of hearing. To learn more about HCOA or to find out about Missing Link's other podcasts, head over to missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company. Missing Link.company.